Unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food, yet, yes, he gives sleep to the one he loves. Sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man who has filled his quiver with them, they will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. Amen. This is Psalm 127, one of the Psalms of Ascent, Songs of Ascent. And this one is titled, Of Solomon, uh, that, that it was somehow connected to, to Solomon. But it's one of those ones that many of us know. <laughs> At some point or another, we've probably seen someone who's had a... Uh, a sign made for their house put in their living room their dining room unless the lord builds a house its builders labor over it in vain this issue for us as families which i think i think this entire psalm is talking to us about family talking to us about how to live within relationship with one another um, how families are messy how life is messy, how relationships are messy, uh, whether it be a, a couple that's dating or a husband and a wife or a parent and a child or two siblings or people within the church, things are messy. And, and so it opens up with, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. This, this, question of we can do all we want to try and try and be successful try and do whatever it is that we're going to do and yet god's work is going to happen even without us god is going to do something within us it could be that god might pull us out of a job because it's killing us even though we feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing but we're working 80 hours a week and we never are spending time with the ones that we love because we're sucked into this job and so God pulls us out to give us a Sabbath that we might rest and rekindle relationships but there's this overarching question right of having the Lord be central to all things including the home including all our relationships uh, here he, he takes it so far as uh, the second half of verse 1, unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. This, this question of you have a watchman on a wall, trying to check to see if an army is coming. Well, unless the Lord is with that city, with that watchman, the watchman can watch and he can announce, and yet that city could be destroyed. That, you know, even regardless of how hard people fight, that it is that we are in need of God. We are in need of God's presence. We are in need of God's company. We are in need of God's providence. We're in need of God's working in our lives. And then it has a whole section here about the blessings of children, the blessings of family. And they are, they are. Sons are, inde are indeed a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward. I look at both of my kids and I just thank God every day 
for the blessing that I have to be their dad. I know they probably don't pray, bless, giving thanks to God for having a father like me, but I'm, I'm thankful for them and I'm thankful for my dad and, and my mom and, and my step parents that I've had that I have and grandparents, all those parents in my life who have formed me, who ha have been there with me. But knowing that our children, whatever they look like, whoever they may be, are this reward, this gift from God. That that God's gifting works in that way. And I think about that with the church. The church is supposed to be a family. We're supposed to be a family joined together. And the interesting thing about family is that you really don't choose family. Family chooses you. You get born into a particular family. And you can turn your back on that family. You can leave that family because you've decided that they're um, not the family for you. And you can try and find a new family. But you're always going to be related to that family. And that family will have formed you to be who you are, whether you like it or not. And it becomes a, a place for us to start to look for the blessings of God, even in those situations. And so as the church, for instance, we have this horrible situation in America in which if, if you come to church and you don't like the way church is going, you'll just go to a different church, right? You get wronged at one church, you go to another church, hoping that it won't happen here. Um, and, and we kind of have that issue in our city, right? We have way too many church options. People can just go from one place to another because they want what they want to get out of it. When actually what this psalm is saying is that it's focusing completely on God and what God is doing, what God is gifting, what God is rewarding, and seeing that we are the passive recipients of all those things. And so when we start to think of the church as family, then we start to think of it as this place in which we belong, that we get connected to, that we live in, with, and under that family as part of who we are through thick and thin, through good and bad, through ups and downs, through all those things, staying committed to that community as a loving community, as a, as a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a family together. And that's the goal of all churches, at least that's the hope anyways. There are some that, that uh, look for other things. But here, this psalm, Psalm 127, calls forward to us to realize that if we want if we want to seek any sort of hope for our churches and for our houses, our homes, our families, we look to God alone. We look to his work, his will. This week we're looking at the kingdom of God uh, in, our, in our coming sermon, our catechetical sermon, dealing with that next petition in the Lord's Prayer, the second petition, thy kingdom come. And it our explanation begins with God's kingdom comes of its own accord without our prayer, but we pray that this kingdom might also come to us. And it's this, this calling to us to ask God to bring his kingdom in and among us, knowing that we are passive recipients, that God's kingdom may come upon us and transform us. And the way that that looks is to realize that God is the foundation of all things, the foundation of our homes, the foundations of our cities, the foundation of our life when we're sleeping and we're getting up, the foundation of our toil, our work, the foundation of our children, the foundation of our families, all those things. 
that God is the focus for it all and must be or else we start to become the focus or or someone in our life starts to become the focus and then we lose focus completely because relationships are difficult and messy and hard and they never go the way that we want them to and so when we allow God to be the center then we get to be surprised by what it is that God is doing in us and for us let us pray O God, everlasting Father, whose kingdom comes of itself, we pray that it may come also unto us. To this end, give us your Holy Spirit, so that by his grace we may believe your holy word and live godly lives here on earth and in heaven forever. Amen. Well, church, as always, go in peace. Serve the Lord.